The city of Richmond becoming a prime target for gun violence. Richmond. The city of Richmond was known as one of the most dangerous cities in the Bay Area, if not the country. This is the For Our Future Podcast. Let's keep Richmond moving forward. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the FOF Podcast. If you are rejoining us, thank you for your continued support. If you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Now, tonight, we have a very, very, very special guest, part of our in-house Moving Forward family. We're going to talk about our scholarship program and everything that goes on with that, and who better than our guest for tonight. But as we always do, we're going to introduce our regular uh, guest, I mean, sorry, host for tonight. We have that handsome devil over there. His name is Insomo Ramirez. Insomo, how's the day going? It's going great. Hello, everybody. I'm super excited for today's episode. This is one of the biggest projects that Moving Forward has been doing, and we are excited to share information about it. All right, perfect. And as always, we have Diana, aka Hoka D. Hoka D, how you doing? <laughs> So today's been a pretty long, you know, tiring day, but I'm pretty excited because our guest here, a close friend of Moving Forward, close friend of mine, I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her and meet her. So uh, why don't you take it away and introduce her? Absolutely. Now we have on the left wing over here coming straight from Richmond, Richmond native. We have Araceli Vasquez. Araceli, how are you doing? I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really excited to be here and hopefully everyone who's tuned in and it's viewing us and listening to us can get a little information about our scholarship and pass on the information to others. Now, Araceli, um, let's go ahead and give a brief little history or brief, brief little breakdown of what you do here with Moving Forward and what you do with, in the community. Sure. So um, I think I need to go a little bit farther back to just me growing up here in Richmond. Uh, I was born in Mexico, but I was I immigrated here to, to Richmond when I was a, a little girl. And I went to all of the public schools here in Richmond. I uh, went to Richmond High uh, as my high school, Go Oilers. Yep. Um, then I went to UC Berkeley for my undergrad. I worked in uh, after school program. That's where I met Anselmo actually. Um, and then after that, I, I, I knew education was a big part of my life. And that's when I decided to go to get my teaching credential and my master's. So I, I went to get my master's and my teaching credential from uh, University of San Francisco. And since then I've been teaching um, and I became part of Moving Forward four years ago. I started as a volunteer at the cleanups and some of the other events that Anselmo and Victor organized back then. And then at the end of that first year of volunteering, Anselmo came up to me and was like, hey, would you be interested in kind of taking lead of the scholarship committee? I'm like, oh, well, what is that? What, what is? What am I going to be doing with that? So he just gave me a little bit of a... Uh, 
just the the whole goal of the program of the scholarship program and I thought it was awesome and I love helping youth and students and anyone really because it's it's this scholarship kind of um, welcomes a lot of people to apply and so uh, I was really excited to be part of that of the committee and part of this program. So you said you met in Selma in the after school program. Um, so when he was taking your classes, how did he do? So we were coordinators <laughs> of the that after school program. <laughs> <laughs> we were colleagues. <laughs> yeah, no, that, those are. I have really fond memories of that time. I think, I think we all learned a lot. Uh, great experience through that uh, that work we did. But yeah, you know, one thing I was just thinking of while you were sharing that, Araceli, was uh, a quote, or actually, you went and met Dolores Huerta, right? And that has always been like so inspiring to me. You said that she told you, or what did she tell you? So I, w I was at a conference for uh, bilingual education and Dolores Huerta was the guest speaker wow. for that conference. And I was so excited. She had a line, like an hour wait just to shake her hand and get an autograph. And I'm like, well, that's the reason why I came here. So I stayed in that line and I met her, I introduced myself and I said, thank you for everything that you've done. And then she just told me like, not everything is enough like you have to do more do more you have to do more like if you think you're doing enough you have to do more and i was like oh man like that's a lot of pressure yeah. but at the same time it's a big push right so for us to do more in our community for sure yeah so thank you dolores huerta for for telling her selling that because that may have gave her that little push to help out moving forward you know so sure. hey she's here and, and we're super grateful to have her selling working with us for sure yeah, yeah for sure most definitely i know diana and araceli work really closely together uh, with this scholarship program they briefed me a little bit of what's going on and how everything goes and it's a process it's a long process but it seems like they're both super super passionate about it which is exactly what uh anybody would would hope for and would want so um just by a, a short glimpse of what they do um, kind of, uh, uh, like I said, yeah, it speaks, speaks a lot to what they, to how they um, go about this program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've noticed that every year, for the past four years, every year it's gotten better. And mm -hmm. thank you to Diana, because last year I've noticed a great difference and a, a very positive uh, organizational aspect of the whole process. And so Diana was there to help us with the Google Docs and make sure that we're reading the scholarships and coming together to our meetings and discussing and reviewing them. So yeah, every year it's gotten better and we just hope for that. That's our hope for the program, the scholarship to to get bigger and be able to serve more more students. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And Araceli had the biggest hand ever in helping out with that. So and she she's been with the scholarship program from the beginning. So uh, basically how it works is we're we're reviewing the applicants that come in, right? So um, Araceli in terms of that, what would you say is your favorite part about the, the whole scholarship selection process and what do you enjoy the most when it comes to that? 
Yeah, I think my favorite part is just reading uh, their personal statements, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> just, I mean, of course, reviewing the whole application, but yeah. that focus in the personal statement and how they express themselves and their, just what they're writing on their personal statement has, it gets, we get to know them a little bit in that way. And um, I think that is my favorite part, how they're, they've grown, um, the challenges that they've faced, how are they committed to their community? And for sure, that, that's a big aspect of the, of the scholarship application. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, just so the people viewing at home know, like Araceli talked about how we've progressed over the years from the very beginning, about four years ago with the scholarships and to now, how much growth we've been able to, to organize and put together this project. But like all of this started from a group of people who wanted to make a difference in the community. And we didn't necessarily have all the experience of putting together a scholarship program. We didn't have the experience of organizing something of this magnitude, but we just decided to do it and learned along the way. And it's not, I say that so that the people at home can know like, hey, Maybe you have something that you're passionate about doing in the community and you want to help people too. Or maybe you want to help this project. You can. But uh, just so people know, like we, we, were, we are not getting paid to do this. This is something that we felt passionate about that we wanted to do to help people. Because if we don't tell people that, people sometimes think like I'm like some executive director of some like million dollar organization. Mm -hmm. It's not that. Trust me. <laughs> it's not that. So I got to that, let, that, let that be known. You feel me? Yeah. Right. Very true, Anselmo. I mean, I remember um, two years ago, I believe, uh, we had to do fundraising for our scholarship program. Mm -hmm. So I remember walking with Victor on 23rd Street mm -hmm. and asking our local vendors, like, would you sponsor our scholarship? Would you be able to donate some money? And so that we're not giving the money. Unfortunately, we don't have, I don't have enough money to actually give <laughs> to students a thousand, two thousand dollars But just being involved in our community, we get to know people in our community mm -hmm. who are willing and able to donate to the scholarship program and, and yes I agree with you every year we've improved and yeah from from here on hopefully we could um, have more money to give out yeah. yeah I mean like the first years we were just going up to random businesses knocking on their door without having a contact or anyone saying hey this is what we're doing are you interested in helping out and I mean that's, that's kind of bold right to just go and do that yeah. that's what we were doing yeah. and you know some of the stuff I forget that we even did so right? thank you for <laughs> so long ago because we've done like so many different things but yeah that, that was part of the process and now like I mentioned earlier off, off camera we've been, been able to build relationships and so now we have people who you know have really liked what we're doing and have continued to support year after year. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they continue supporting this year. Yes. But, uh, you know, that's just part of the little backstory. But a little bit more history about the project, right? It started off with a 5K fundraiser for backpacks and school supplies. And it was just for that. And then after the success of the first year, Diana joined in. We've got a ton of more support. Uh, Araceli joined in more. And we had we decided that we wanted to be able to do more for the community. How could we do that? Scholarship program. That's what we decided to go forward with the scholarship program. And the rest is history, I guess. Right? As they say. Yeah. I can't believe it's been like that long already. It feels like we've only been doing this for like maybe a year, two years. And let, let me emphasize, we're floating now. We're not... 
you know we're we're not like um going under we're not you know super rich <laughs> we're like we're happy that we're we're pretty even and we have like consistent contributions and stuff so yeah like like Araceli said like like Anselmo said we've made strides and we're, we're happy where we're at right now there's like a lot left to do but we're like we're pretty content right now but yeah it's, that's that's crazy I can't believe it's it's been going on for this long already like this is gonna be mm-hmm. the fourth year it really feels like only a year or two yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and same thing with the 5k we went into organizing a 5k with no experience organizing a 5k we said we're gonna do a 5k we did the 5k (laughs) it was successful but we learned a lot along the way and i think something that we've adapted is the growth mindset the growth process so that everything that that we've done we always debrief we always see what worked when we execute it and we plan and do and reflect and then repeat the process again and again and again and again and i think that's what has helped us get to the point we're at now and hopefully in a year or two we're able to look back at this and say wow we've made even more progress one hundred thousand dollar goal or or, you know you know that at this rate who knows you know what i'm saying yeah and you can see with the recipients of the scholarship that we've awarded the money uh 2000 i was looking through them like 2018 we had four recipients Mm -hmm. 2019 five recipients and then last year we had 10 recipients Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm saying that every year we're getting better we're improving and hopefully we have that support from our sponsors too to give uh, more scholarships. Yeah. That's that's definitely in the works, right? So, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> let's do that. So, with the success and the growth of the, of the program, let's just say I, John William Guzman, am looking to further my education. How do I go about applying for this scholarship that we're talking about? Leslie or Diana? Yeah. Which one of you guys wants to take the lead here? So um, I'll name a few points, and then Araceli, feel free to jump in. Basic qualifications: you have to be within a certain age range. We're not trying to be like ages or anything, but the grants that we receive is for you know high schoolers to early college. It's really for the youth of the community. So number one. 29 is the oldest like we're looking to support at this point in time doesn't mean it won't happen in the future but at this point in time the way grants work is they're specifically tied to youth so so that's number one um and then number two you have to at minimum be um committed and enrolled to either for university or a vocational school so that's how we work we don't um, discriminate and and Araceli can can touch a little bit more when it comes to the vocational school. She can like elaborate a little bit more, but we're open to like vocational if you're enrolled and you already have good to go, or uh, for your universities, and um, you have to have above a certain GPA. And I'll, I'll let Araceli take this part away. Yeah, so go ahead. thank you. Mm-hmm. So the GPA minimum is a two point five. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's that's awesome. I think a lot of people, we encourage a lot of people to apply for the scholarship. Um, 
Same thing with the age. So the age is 17 to 29. I mean, I feel like my generation, <laughs> my age, we just missed that cut. So um, it's it's open to a lot of people who who like uh, are willing and able to, and they're applying to further their education. So uh, two-year, four-year, vocational. Uh, we were talking about that also includes technical school or trade school. I know uh, big programs like electrician or plumbing. Those are big programs that a lot of people are interested in now. So go for it. Apply for the scholarship. Uh, it could help you with your books, with classes, with so many things. So um, the other big thing is you need to be uh, participate in a minimum of two moving forward events. That could be a cleanup every first First, so first weekend of the month, it's a community hike. And then the second weekend, it's a park cleanup. So we invite our scholarships applicants to join us in one of those events. Minimum two, right? Or more, of course. We invite you now. <laughs> and uh, the other one is just to demonstrate an involvement in your community. So I know we recognize that last year was a little bit difficult to do in-person volunteering. But I know people have gotten creative with how they volunteer and serve their community. So if you haven't had a chance to volunteer in the past, right now you're on time because the deadline for this scholarship is July 15th. So you could apply through the website, Moving Forward website. You could follow us on Instagram and Facebook and social media. And there's a link on the website for the scholarship application. And we have a question here from Manuel Fuenes. So he asked, does an email with with student number counts as acceptance letter from a community college from out of state? So yes, partially. So that's that's definitely a part of it. But to verify, we need an up the most up to date transcript to prove that you're currently enrolled, you're attending, or like um, like let's say you're in high school, we need your high school transcript and like um, your your statement of intent to register from your university that you're intending on going to, or like you know uh, your vocational school that you're intending on going to. That's that's how we verify. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please keep sharing the questions. I think those will be mm -hmm. really helpful throughout the show. Yeah, good question. Yeah, and you know, we talked a little bit about the the uh, volunteer work and, and community service work, and that's a huge piece. So just so that anyone viewing at home knows, that is what we're looking for, right? People who are invested in the community, just like with what we're doing with this project, we're looking for young people who are also dedicated to the community. And, and so the idea is that when these people, these young people go get educated and come back to the community and give back to the community. And so when you're applying for, the uh, for this uh, scholarship program and completing the application, make sure that you keep that in mind. So when you write your essay, include uh, the information about the community work that you've done, right? the things that you want to do to help better the city of Richmond, right? The things that you're planning to accomplish and do. So just keep that in mind. I wanted to mention that because that's a, a very important piece. Yes, for sure. So this is coming from one, like people that grade 
your um, are going to review your application. So it, it goes way above GPA because there's a lot of students that apply with great GPAs, right? Um, that community service component is something that's really going to set you apart from the other applications. You can have that 2.5. You can barely make it with a 2.5. So, um, and, and that's fine, but we want to see a well-rounded applicant and somebody that it will contribute to their community in the long run. So I could definitely attest for that. I'm sure Aracel can, I'm sure someone can, I'm sure everyone here can, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, so mm -hmm. what, what makes a good applicant? What's a good candidate for our scholarship program? Yeah, I think like Diana said, a strong candidate will be someone who could demonstrate their community service, their involvement in their uh, in their community, in their city. Have they made any pos a positive impact uh, on on their community? So I think for sure that's an, a big emphasis, a big focus for us, the scholarship committee, who's going to be reviewing the applications. Um, and I, I, another thing that I think we've missed is that. We want applicants, uh, another requirement, I guess, is students who live in Richmond or mm -hmm. attend a school in Richmond, Very right? Important part, right? So, yeah, we, so, and that, like, that, that's what Anselmo said, like, we are very passionate and we have a strong connection to this city, to our community of Richmond. And so that's what we want our candidates to be able to show as well, that they are willing to get a higher education, but maybe in a way, come back and help your community, right? And, and continue your community service and, commu and continue your involvement in your, with your neighbors, with your community. So yeah. Yes, for sure. And one thing Araceli and I were talking about kind of offline before we started was we really look for um, the applicant to, to fully answer and address a prompt. Because a lot of the times we, we get some applications that don't necessarily answer the question completely or, you know, you can kind of tell that the, the essay is copy and paste. You know, I get it. Students are applying to hundreds of scholarships maybe, but we really take that into account and into consideration if they're taking the application seriously, if they're filling everything out correctly, if they're really putting the time and the work that will that will definitely set you apart too if you really answer everything carefully and thoughtfully for sure mm -hmm. now, i think that's something that will help you in any scholarship mm -hmm. application <laughs> where there's a writing prompt yeah. um i definitely know what diana's talking about mm -hmm. some people just copy and paste and use the same essay and i'm not saying you have to start from scratch each time but mm -hmm. you may need to frame and make some adjustments to your essay to fit what you are being prompt uh, to, to write. Um, just to make sure that you really consider that. And I would highly recommend getting another set of eyes on your work. I know sometimes it's a little bit um, challenging or you maybe even could cause anxiety to have someone look at your work, but that is important. It's a, such an important step because sometimes you overlook things when you're looking at something so much. I edit stuff all the time, and if I look at something too long, my eyes start going cross-eyed. So make sure you have someone else look at it, not only for just grammatical stuff, but possibly even making sure that you're staying on topic. Mm -hmm. Definitely wise words there. Um, it, answers, it answers my next question a bit, but if anybody needs any additional help, with the application, is there any anything uh, any advice that you guys can give applicants for some additional? 
Yeah, I think that in the past we've had workshops on how to fill out your application. Um, I don't know if this year is going to be possible, but for sure, uh, I think emailing myself, if that's something that you have a, a question about how we could further support you with uh, submitting your application, your, yeah, your application, um, that, I mean, that's really good advice to maybe uh, have someone else review your application before you submit it. And yeah, that, that's a really good question, actually. Mm -hmm. That's something that I haven't thought about. Yeah, the, the door is open. Yeah. I think with moving forward, the door is open you know, for people who need support with applying. Uh, and not only that, um, there are other people in the community who I'm sure, who I know would want to be able to help. Um, now, another easy, easy thing to do that you can just, anyone can do, is Google. I love using Google. Google is just the door, what is it, the doorway to so much information. Mm -hmm. And so like, uh, you can do a quick Google search and get some quick tips there. But if you want some one-on-one, -on -one, call John. <laughs> no, he, he did say the door was open. The headquarters yeah. for moving forward. And someone, what's your address again? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Almost yeah. got you there. But, you know, Araceli, um, you are also a teacher. You did mention that you worked at an after school program with uh, the handsome devil. I like to call him handsome devil. <laughs> you know, uh, in Salvo. Um, so I know that you're passionate about this. I know that you, that you want to help kids, especially our youth, get ahead in education. So what is it, what sort of, um, what do you hope to accomplish overall, let's just say the long run, with <laughs> our scholarship program, with moving forward? For sure. Um, before that, I also want to let them know that, yeah, reach out to your teachers. Maybe your teachers can give you a little bit of feedback as well on your application and your personal statement. So for sure, that's another resource that you guys have. But yeah, for me, I uh, started an after-school program coordinator and I saw the need for students to have a goal, right? A future goal, like something that they're looking forward to and uh, accomplishing and feeling super super positive and good about themselves. And so I wish I could help more with moving forward. Um, it's hard being a mom as well and I'm working as a teacher, but I hope to be able to help with the scholarship program for many more years to come. I hope that we could raise that, more. That for later. <laughs> I hope we could raise a lot more money and be able to give more scholarships to to the youth to people who are they they want to they want to go to school and and better themselves for themselves for their families for their siblings for their community right so that's for sure something that i want to encourage everyone to have that goal uh, and pursue it right and you could do it so and we're here to help you with the scholarship so if you need money apply mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like that that makes me think like i know why i'm why i decided or why i'm working on the project and also, Araceli says she wishes she could do more. I think we all do. I think we all do, right? But there's only so much that we can do. Um, that's why we need more volunteers if you're interested. But, but like I know why I am involved with Moving Forward and why I started working with Moving Forward. But I'm interested to hear everyone else's. Yeah, if you go first. Yeah, so like <laughs> personally, I know firsthand the, the feelings of not having enough uh, money or support to be able to attend college 
or feeling as though it's a major burden. So I, I know how that feels. And also, I also know how it feels to not feel like you have all the support that you would uh, desire or need to feel like you would be successful if you were to pursue a higher education. Because maybe some people, maybe people around you don't, um, they've never, maybe you're a first year college student, right? And so you don't have anyone that has uh, blazed the path, so to speak, for you. So it's uncharted territory. You don't know who to ask. And maybe you don't even know uh, or believe that people around you uh, understand the value in you pursuing a higher education. So if you have all that balled up, uh, you don't have the support, you are less likely, and that's statistics, I don't have them in front of me, to pursue a higher education. And so it's important that people from our community know that there are strangers out there, us maybe, that want you, young people viewing, to know that you have support. Whether you truly believe it yet or not, when you get that check, you might change <laughs> your mind. But you know, I think that's, that's why I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Sure. Um, I would say, and I, I mentioned it a little bit, like I touched on it a little bit before on the podcast, but um, I, I definitely love helping and I, I'm in this because, you know, I, I'm a first gen college student. So then I, I really felt the difference coming from the um, West Contra Costa Unified School District system. I came from the public school system and I noticed that there was good teachers, right? But then a lot of the time, the schools that the specific schools that I went to lacked the resources. So when I, I did eventually attend college, I like know it was so hard and I noticed like the disparity between myself and between kids that were going to like these really good private schools, you know? And so it was a struggle and so I like I really had to work hard to graduate and I really had to work hard to, you know, and I did bad in my class at first, but then, you know, I had to work hard to improve eventually and graduate. So then for me that that really hits home personally. And so, yeah, like if anyone wants to send me their application or whatever the case in point is, I mean, I don't have the time to look through it with a fine tooth comb, but I'll definitely give you pointers because I'm, I'm all about that. Like I'm all about trying to equal out the playing field as much as I possibly can. So that's why I'm here for sure. Yeah, I think, there you go. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> there you go. I think we all have that in common here mm -hmm. uh, where we all have that helping trait and we want to help out as much as possible. Um, first generation college student myself, I know exactly when someone was talking about, about not having anybody trail, uh, blaze that trail for me. Um, I struggled with uh, self-confidence because I didn't have that. Um, so when I, you know, when I had the chance, or when I committed to helping with moving forward, that was one of the things that I hoped to get to, to help with is helping these kids understand that coming from uh, West Contra Costa Unified School District like Deanna did, like I did, like Anselmo did, doesn't necessarily mean that you're not good enough. Um, so helping with any kind of guidance, helping with, like Anselmo says, getting you that paycheck that I promise you will make you feel a little bit better, at least when you go and buy your books or, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, so helping in any way possible is a trait that we all share here. And I think that, um, that that's what we 
plan on doing and keep on doing, and hopefully we get to that hundred thousand dollar mark that someone was talking about. <laughs> and, you be- <laughs> and like people, you best believe we will. What about you, Anasabi? You're right. I mean, I am a, a first generation high uh, college student as well, um, and for sure that's something that I want to inspire. Uh, other youth from Richmond from the community I hope I did that with my brothers my brothers both are in college right now and one of them is graduating from UC Berkeley this year so shout out to to my brother Abraham and uh, I think so I think that's that's what we want right we want to uh, provide that little extra help for those students who who just need that little extra push Mm-hmm. to go to go and uh, uh, pursue a higher education whatever it is right a two-year four-year vocational like I said I've I've been listening to a lot more people going the route towards a uh, uh, trading school as well and that's fine that's awesome and as, and as long as you come back to your community and help out and inspire others and push them to do better as well then I support that for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a perfect segue to my next question. All right. So we know we talked about our background and our demographics and, and how we got to where we are now. Um, so can you guys talk about the backgrounds and demographics of some of the previous applicants that have received um, our scholarships? Yeah, I've, I was amazed last year by the diversity right like it, and it reflects it should reflect our community of Richmond Richmond it's a very diverse yeah. city so we were happy to see so many applicants um, applying from like you said from different ethnic groups and from different ba- economic backgrounds and even like they're pursuing right we had applicants who were pursuing art school and Things like that, so that that was very nice to see that as well. Um, yeah, and so we encourage everyone to to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that last um, scholarship program term, we had people go into UC Berkeley, people going to, to Howard, to Stanford, to Stanford. USC. Yeah, right. Last like year. a lot of school, UCLA. And I, and I know some of those schools mm-hmm. are sound really prestigious and all mm-hmm. of that. But I don't want that to discourage anybody from applying because that is not uh, a key focus if you're going to Cal or Stanford, right? You can be going to, you know, whatever school. I don't want to, I'm not going to mention no back to school, but you can be going to whatever school uh, and pursuing a higher education. Um, that is enough as long as you meet the qualifications, which we should probably read off uh, exact. Uh, but it can be found on the on the moving forward website movingforward510.org but make sure that that, that does not discourage you oh and right. and really quickly too um like a caveat to that point those students a lot of them weren't attending college yet a lot of them were from public schools so like Richmond High De Anza Kennedy, so they were from uh, WC, West Contra Costa Unified School District. They were from that school district, but a lot of them um, were admitted to those schools. So, like, yeah, it really didn't matter. They were coming from public schools, but we're just saying, you know, they were phenomenal applicants. Sure. I wonder if there's a cool, trendy way to pronounce that acronym. That's huh? hard, right? WCC USD. <laughs> you know, some of them are kind of cute, you know? Like some you get used to it, you know. Bofa, you know, something like that. <laughs> Another point that we haven't talked about, it's uh, people who have 
won the the scholarship they could apply again mm -hmm. so we did have oh, a recipient point. last year a who she a couple right you're right oh, two, a yeah. couple that uh received the scholarship two years ago and then last year as well so Again, anyone who knows about their scholarship, apply. Just, just do it. Go for it. Was it literally a couple? Like, were they dating or? No. Oh, okay. they're they're like best friends though. Oh. Um, but they're like, I don't know, maybe on their free time they like apply to scholarships together, which is a smart, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, that's for sure something that I regret not doing when I was applying or going to college like applying to scholarships yeah you know like there's so many scholarships out there i know it takes a time i know it takes effort but i feel like once you do uh fill out an application of course read read and maybe do a little bit of tweaks to your personal statement but you could use a lot of that information for another scholarship mm -hmm. so for sure do that i encourage everyone to keep applying for scholarships because that helps a lot little little by little it, it adds up for a lot of things that you will need when once you enter college mm -hmm. that's a good thing that you you brought that point up because I had the same kind of mentality too, but I think it was just maybe a mind block. I was just thinking like, oh man, like these kids are so smart that are applying. I'm not gonna apply. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna get it. Oh well. Like I just went with that negative. Don't yeah. do that because we we're not expecting you to get a 4.0. You know, like just make sure you do the work when it comes to community service mm -hmm. and you will take care of the rest we'll, we'll look at that right and mm -hmm. it is going to happen it, there is going to be mm -hmm. times when you apply for a scholarship and you're not going to get it but mm -hmm. that's okay it shouldn't discourage you it just means that you have to look for more mm -hmm. remember you miss every shot you don't take it's true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think bruce lee said that no he didn't he said be water. Be water. He, he has a lot of sense. But <laughs> we have a question here. Thank you, Leslie, for bringing this great question up. When is the application due? Very good Who question. Tell us that. So the deadline is July 15th. But of course, don't wait till the last minute to submit it. <laughs> yeah. We are taking applications now. So please start filling out your application, spreading the word, um, sharing with your friends. It's not competition. It's friendly competition. You, maybe both, all three of you could get the scholarship. So, um, yes, don't just go for it. Um, so, yeah, July 15 is the deadline. Mm -hmm. And please make sure that you submit in either PDF format or paper. You can send it to us at P.O. Box 2174, Richmond, California, 93801. It's all on the website. Mm -hmm. You don't have to write it down now, but if you wanted to. And PDF form, because we did have people applying last year where we had some trouble accessing the documents. And you got to think, if you're applying for a scholarship and you're not submitting the, the documents in an easily accessible format, it's not looking great already from the beginning, you know? Yeah. So this year, PDF only uh, that way we can actually access and see what's going on because imagine if you applied on july 15th you waited the last second and you submitted as a google doc and you didn't give us the password or access codes now what it's not yeah. looking good so make sure you really take note of that that's a change but make sure you take note of it and that's something that you should have into consideration for anything in general like you said in some way i think that's just uh um a wise note to have just mm -hmm. pdf is a universal uh, file um form format. or whatever mm -hmm. format um 
just for anything that you're going to apply for. So that's yeah. another another thing that you should have in mind. Yeah, and I think it's important. PDF versus Word. Word yes. is usually editable. It's, it's a yes. lot easier to, to change things. So if, when it's PDF, if you can flatten it out, people can't change your stuff around as easily mm -hmm. unless they have a PDF program, which I do, but I'm not going to do any of that. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, PDF is the way to go. Gold standard, I guess, and across yeah. all different industries. You yes. always want to use PDFs. The blue ink of file formats. Can you still mail it as well? You can definitely mail it. Make sure that you include everything when you mail it, right? Um, like like I said, like I said, don't wait till the last day to mail it either, right? Because then, you know, who knows? Maybe you get lost in the mail. So what should what should be some things like a checklist per se for for our applicants to have? The checklist is provided when you when you go onto the website or you you can find the website link on our Instagram page but we have a checklist for you on the actual app so it'll tell you everything that you need before mm -hmm. you submit mm -hmm. so um, it, it trust me it, it's a lot easier for the people grading to thoughtfully grade your application when you give us time to do it because if it's last day last minute then we have to read it last minute you know because we have to come up with a choice soon so just give yourself time and with submitting and so the checklist, y'all do a quick rundown. Application, check. Essay, check. Participated in at least two moving forward events. That was one that we mentioned. Make sure that you are involved. Check. To check. Uh, school transcript. Check. Acceptance letter. Check. Or some form of official documentation that lets us know that you are actually attending school, you know? or accept it, mm -hmm. uh, viewed or participated in the For Our Future podcast. So if you're tuning in now, which is optional, yeah. it's going to look really good. We're watching in we the are. comments. We know who's watching. So look. You got to tap on the algorithm. You got your yeah. info. You're ahead of the game, especially if you're commenting. That's showing us something, you know. The, the part of it is, look, I, I want you, the viewers at home, to imagine that you worked really, really hard, really, really hard to raise $20,000. And you raise that money for a specific reason to give away to people from your community that are going to school, right? So this whole situation that we put together, this whole scholarship application, is so that we can make sure, at least do our due diligence to select people that we strongly believe are going to finish school, and come back and give to the community. So that's all this is doing. This is not something to be afraid of. It's not something to scare you away. It's just so that we can know that all the hard work we're going to do to raise $20,000 doesn't go to someone who decides the next day that they don't wanna to go to school anymore, right? And you know, things come up, things happen, and we understand that. But Imagine if you were the one doing all the work to raise $20,000, you want to be able to have some assurance that the people you're giving the money to is actually going to try and do their best to finish up. Mm -hmm. So that's all this is about. Yeah, very well said. I think on the contrary, instead of scaring people away, we're trying to, to get you to come out because I promise you, we will make things fun. You'll be like, oh, this is, a, this is what a cleanup is all about. This is what a community hike is all about. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, maybe as a whole, as a collaborative group, 
um, you know, not even, of course, involving the scholarship, but just at just to, to feed your soul and your mind. I promise you, it's, it's something that's going to be beneficial for you in the long run, regardless. Mm-hmm. And that's what moving forward is all about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. From the hikes, uh, yes, it's a hike. One, it's good exercise, right? Yeah, great exercise. But two, a lot of people from the community where I'm from didn't group, take advantage of these trails that we have the mm-hmm. access to to hike and get exercise and for whatever reason you know a lot of people from our communities black and brown people don't take advantage or haven't taken advantage of those spaces and it, it to me going up into the mountains and hiking in the hills there and you see the rest of the city it's inspiring to me yeah you know so really that's is. part of the experience that we are hoping to share with people from the community so they can see like Look how big just the Bay Area is. Because you get a nice view of the Bay from there. You do. Look how big Richmond is, right? I know people think it's, it's, it's really small, but there's really like 110,000 people in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many friends you got on Facebook, but it's not 110,000, <laughs> probably. <laughs> trying, right? Trying. So you know a lot of people, but not everybody. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's just part of it. And just kind of opening people's eyes to their grander scheme of things sometimes. We had, we had somebody come out last hike that had never been to Wildcat Canyon and was living in Richmond her whole life. Remember that? Right, yeah, I remember. Her whole life. That's a regular occurrence, actually. People yeah. mention mm-hmm. that like, regularly. Yeah, it's true. Or they don't even know how, how big it is. My sister does 10 miles there once a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, you can trek 10 miles with cows and greenery and all that stuff. And to know that, to know that. Uh, Kiana Molina has a great question for you in Somo. Yes. Kiana Molina has uh, a question for you. What are ways I can do volunteer work with moving forward? So, first and foremost is second Saturdays. We do our community cleanup where we go to local parks and help spruce them up a little bit. Uh, We make sure that they're clean and safe for people from the community to enjoy, which is super important, especially nowadays with people not being able to get as much uh, time in the gym and stuff. People want to use the park, right? And if you have young children who've been cramped up in the house all day, they want to be able to use the park. But if it's dirty and filthy, it's not as encouraging or inviting for people to take advantage of those spaces. So what we're doing is offering a volunteer day to be able to go out there and clean up a little bit. And so this May 8th, Saturday, 10 a.m., we're going to be at Nevin Park, which is right off of McDonald Avenue, Nevin Park. I don't have the address off the top of my head, but you can find it on the Moving Forward Instagram, Facebook website it's everywhere google it nevin park will be there 10 a.m that's one way you can volunteer and that's a monthly event every second saturday we'd love to see you come out and join but also we have volunteer opportunities within the organization which you would need to contact us to get more details on because they do vary from maybe helping out with the social media pages to maybe passing out information uh papers, pamphlets in the community. There's a long list of things we can use help with that you can lend a hand with. Trust me, there's a laundry list. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, making a, a karaoke list, <laughs> <the> karaoke, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And I think Kiana was a student of mine in an after-school program. I don't know if I might be wrong, but I remember that name and that last name. Wow. So, yeah, go free, oh, go free. So I know a lot of those students are, are high school students <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, that was 
six years ago that I did after school program. So well, time flies. Yeah. But yeah, I know I said you may not know her, but apparently Araceli she does. Always an exception. Yeah, and if she's tuning in, she's already meeting some part of the requirement. So you might as well just keep on, you know, coming out to events, tuning into another podcast, and you getting your requirements in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yay. Hi, Kiana. So nice to <laughs> see you. Well, hear you. <laughs> so if, if you don't follow us on social media, that's one way to stay in the loop on other volunteer opportunities that we have going on. If you're interested, take a look at Moving Forward 510. That's on uh, Facebook and Instagram. That's where we're mostly at for the latest. Um, there is another optional piece of material that you can include with your application. That is a letter of recommendation or a letter of rec. That's if you want to say cool. I love reading That's those. Rec. Those are great. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. siring, so huh? give you a little mm-hmm. boost, right? A little boost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another point. Reach out to your teachers ahead of time. Make sure that you give them plenty of time to teachers of community members, uh, family members, someone who's going to write you the letter of recommendation. Give them mm-hmm. uh, plenty of time for them to work on it. And make sure you ask. I hope all your teachers, <laughs> not all family your, members. Yeah, not family members. I hope all your teachers like you. Yeah. I hope they all do. But don't choose a teacher that doesn't like you to write your letter. Yes. Don't even ask them. Maybe ask yeah. one that likes you that you believe is going to write some nice things about you. You have a good rapport with a good relationship. Do you, That's do, you, do you think most of your teachers liked you in school? In high school? No. No, that's a hard. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The ones I worked with, yeah, I think. But the, the ones at school, maybe not. You know? <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's okay. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> One of the most memorable applications. I won't put the student on the spot, but I remember very clearly um, the student's letter of rec. And it was glowing. Everything about the application like was really thoughtfully, you know, planned and well written. But the letter of recommendation set the student apart because the student, the the teacher was saying, "This isn't a student. This is." Um, I don't consider this a student. I consider this more like a TA. This student is like really insightful, really helpful, Mm -hmm. you know, always trying to help the other student, goes above and beyond after class, asks questions. And it it just like brought a whole other level of maturity. I was like, wow, this kid is 17 and already acting like a teacher's assistant, like actual Mm -hmm. teacher aide. Mm -hmm. And that person doesn't didn't have to. So that was actually something that really stood out to me. For sure. Just thinking about that, right? Maybe your writing skills aren't as strong, right? Maybe mm-hmm. someone else can help better describe what you've been able to do in the community. Mm-hmm. Maybe that letter of rec can give you that boost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, thinking about it, you don't even have to write it. You just got to ask somebody to write it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of easy. That's like, it, or maybe it's, I know asking is hard. You get used to it over time. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. That's something that I think is something that can help you through life. Mm-hmm. But make sure that you take advantage of that piece. It's optional, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, gives you, like you said, the boost of confidence, and it gives you that perspective that you're not going to see yourself, you know? Um, so That's true. just a boost 
I mean, can it be boosted ego? No, no, it doesn't feed your ego, I right? I think but so. It, it, it? Well, <laughs> if that person shares the letter of recommendation with you and then you spend the time to read and you're like, oh, wow, like I didn't even know that about <laughs> yeah. myself, you know? Like it yeah. does give you, give you a little bit of confidence and be like, okay, it's nice that other people see me and think of me that way. Yeah. So, yeah and you know, I know some people are really humble, right? Yes. So they don't want to gloat or, or seem as though they're just overdoing it in their essay, right? But when you're trying to portray who you are in an essay, and I'm going to read the prompt in just a second so you guys can know exactly what the prompt is, but you got to think that we don't know who you are besides from what you share with us. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is that someone else can help share a little piece into who you are better than better than you can yourself if you're shy or maybe. Yeah. So let me read the prompt. Um, so please, uh, on a separate sheet of paper, when you do this, don't just scribble this on the bottom of the application. Make it look professional. Type it up, right? If you want to make it look good, type. It's always nice, MLA format, put it together professionally, mm -hmm. have someone look at it. Like we said earlier, 250 to 500 words, and this is the question. How has community service shaped who you are today and what values has it taught you? Describe your plans after graduating and how you plan to impact your community in the future. Strongest response, uh, responses will answer all questions, which is like basically two questions, right? Yes, my answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so make sure that you really put some time and effort into that. So like we said earlier, community service is a major focal mm -hmm. point of what we're doing, right? And then your plans after graduating. And in my personal experience, I remember uh, when I was in high school applying to colleges, I think that's something for sure that helped me a lot, my community service. I was in high school, I was very involved. Uh, in different after-school programs in school and in my community, which is something that I wasn't in college. And I, f I, I miss that. I miss that um, opportunity to have an impact in my, in my community while in college. Mm -hmm. So for sure, I do encourage uh, everyone to, to get involved so that way you have that sense of pride of what you're doing. And at the same time, it could help you uh, networking, network with other people, get to know the, know other people, and when you're applying to scholarships, have a stronger application. Mm -hmm. Sure. And not just for our application. Yeah, no, for mm -hmm. any other scholarship application where they ask you for community service, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Thank, thank you. That's mm -hmm. really, really useful information right there. Super important. But. Uh, you know, I was the opposite of Ursula. I, I was the one who, if someone asked, I think I mentioned this to volunteer. Again, oh, super hard. No, if I'm not getting paid, <laughs> I'm not involved. Don't even ask me. Don't disrespect me for asking me to volunteer. I think you uh, you, you prefi uh, prefixed prefaced that with uh, not just a no. It was something. A hard more. no. It a was hard a more no. no. It was a hell no. A hell, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but looking back now, right, bear with me. It's, not, it's a long way to look back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not that old, though. No, look, but look. Looking back now, I would say to my younger self, hey, volunteering can lead to opportunities that money can't even buy, right? Yes. Or it can lead to a job opportunity. 
Maybe you come to a volunteer event and end up with a job. It could be that simple, right? Trust me, it really can be. Or you can meet someone who can later on give you the leg up, right? Someone who can write a letter of recommendation for you. Sometimes at our events, we got city council members coming out, people who are uh, executive directors from organizations. Important people come, to, come sometimes to the events, and you can meet these people, build relationships. They see you in the community doing volunteer work, right? And you build rapport. So they start to know who you are, right? So imagine if they had two applications later on down the road, someone who they know, someone who they don't know, you got a leg up already. Mm -hmm. And so trust me, volunteer work is super, super helpful. It's opened a lot of doors for me. And I know maybe I'm making up for lost time now with the amount of volunteer work that, I, <laughs> that I've been involved with over the course of the past five years or so. But trust me, it's opened up so many opportunities just for me. So uh, trust me, get involved. And then, you know, another thing that I also want to say, you know, in a time where mental health and illness is such, um, it's out there a lot more, and it seems like a lot of people are even going through it more, going out and helping out in the community will help with that mental stability. You will get to meet and talk to a bunch of great people. Um, you'll, I don't think I've, I, I mean, I am yet to see somebody or meet somebody at a community event that isn't positive and motivated to do something outside of their norm. Um, and that can, can translate onto a paper, if you believe it or not. If you're in a good mood and if you're feeling good about yourself, that's going to reflect on in your personal statement and in your attitude in general. Um, so that's uh, another thing that, that can also uh, help with, you know, your, your candidacy uh, in, in any application, job application, you know, um, if you have to go, you know, go in for an interview or, you know, this, this kind of stuff really does help me for sure. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, but that's just my two cents. That's life in general, honestly. Like, yeah. it, it, do good onto others and people do good on you at yes. the end of the day. Yeah, Bruce Lee yeah, said that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's you a, like quoting Bruce Lee, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah. I always feel accomplished after every cleanup, every mm -hmm. event that we do. Yeah, there's good. a sense of accomplishment. It's mm -hmm. like they say, like, there's no such thing as a as a bad workout, every time you go to the gym, you feel good. Yes. It's that same feeling after a cleanup or after you are involved in the event, you feel like, I did something good. It's something that does uplift you. And I'd like to mention, our events are fun. They are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. I was waiting for some, like, you know. Back on that. Oh. All right. Thank you. <laughs> really all of the events I remember uh, going to the free fitness classes uh -huh. and I, we had a blast my, I used to take my mom with me and we would yeah. both work out there. oh yeah. nice she's going out yeah. uh, great yeah, yeah. No, she they're all the fun Zoom Zoom, uh, is, is, did she like it? she loved it she loved it. Oh, she said awesome. it's one of, the, one of the best Zumba classes that she. And my mom, I'm telling you, she she Zumba. She's, she's she she doesn't look like someone who will fluff it up at all. So she won't. I, she, I, no. I value her opinion. Yeah, she was like, you know, it was great. And the thing I think that she likes about it the most as well is that the people that get there and that go are so encouraging and they're oh, such they a are. team. For sure. You know, um, they're not going to force you to do anything that you don't want to do. Um, they're going to take it at your pace. 
So she loved that fact. I think the, the first time she actually went to one of our fitness classes was the boot camp class. Ooh. I tricked it. I said, it's Zumba. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but she came back and she was like, no, it was pretty good. That was mm-hmm. pretty good. I think Selma was the one who, who uh, tortured, tortured yeah, her that Yeah, yeah. She almost killed me, but I said, hey, yeah. Jay's the one that sent you here. Hey. I did. Yeah. You know? But yeah. yeah, if you she have killed the messenger. Away, yeah. <laughs> but she loved it though. She she yeah, she loved both classes. So that's um yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Six PM at Martin Luther King Park. Information's on the on the what, moving forward five and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, we are getting close to the conclusion to that hour mark of the show. This is usually out of study where we give our shout outs. We usually start from the right side and bring it all the way back down to the to the guests, to the premier guests. So in some did you have any shout outs that you want to give out tonight? First, I want to shout out Derek. He's going to be leading the hike on Saturday, this Saturday, May 1st, 10 a.m. Alvaro Park. So Derek, shout him out. And then the following week, we got a whole ton of organizations. We're going to have probably our biggest cleanup of this year, at least. So come out. That's going to be at Nevin. And mm-hmm. we are coordinating that with the Richmond Museum. So if you didn't know we had a museum in Richmond, we got a museum in Richmond, and they're going to allow exclusive special early access to the museum for free. Uh, so come out to the cleanup from 10 to 12. And after from 12 to 4, they're going to have the museum open for free for you to come out and check out. There's a couple restaurants in the neighborhood. You can get some lunch there if you wanted to. Lydia's, shout out Lydia's. And then you can go to the nice museum and check it out. Get some coffee and donuts. Of course. Coffee okay. and donuts. Nice. Mandatory. Hope D, did you have any shout outs that you want to give out? Yes. Okay. So shout out to Leslie. Shout out to Lady, of course. And then shout out to our guest, Araceli. Thank you so much. And for volunteering all these years and being as pleasant as you are to work with and, you know, putting your all into it. So huge shout out to you for sure. I want to shout out the fitness instructors Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, holding it down, doing their thing, making it very comfortable for people to get out there at a beginner level and work out and have a great one hour workout. And uh, I want to shout out uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire doesn't get enough shout outs. Uh, so I wanted to bring that out. I wanted to shout them out. Oh, and Crucito, that's in Canada. Oh, oh Crucito. Crucito. Yeah. That's Jay's doggy. <laughs> the world, world traveler. Okay. The star of the night, the lady of the night. Araceli, did you have any shout outs that you want to give out? Yes, I know you guys do this at the end, so I have a whole list, so okay. <laughs> get ready. Thank you, Diana, for, for the kind words. Uh, nice. It's my pleasure to be part of Moving Forward, and like I said, I hope to be part of it for many more years to come. Okay, so shout out to all the after-school coordinators out there who yeah, provide that yeah. space, awesome. safe space for kids after school. Um, shout out to my brothers, Shout out to there's this really cool after school uh, organization called Radical Monarch, mm. which is like a, um, they empower girls of color. Uh, I think ages eight to twelve. They're they're looking for troopers uh, wow. for the for their um, troop here in Richmond. So if you're interested, you have any any uh, any girl youth who are want to be part of that, and shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We told you this hour is going to go by super it quick. Did. It did. Super, super quick. I always have things. 
So, got all the shout outs out the way. Thank you so much for those rejoining us. And if you're not, uh, if you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And with that being said, Les Lit, let's hit those outro credits, please.